This is Moonshine and Music with Joe Shelton. Wait a minute, that's me. Anyway, we're going to bring you some inspiring songwriters, musicians, and maybe some side challenges and other stuff around the music industry. So stick with us right now, because the show is coming your way. Woo! Moonshine and Music starts right now. Welcome to Moonshine and Music. We're here today with Jethro. Jethro? Jethro Easy Fields. How you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. And, and the critter that he's brought along. What is this thing? This is a honey badger. Yeah. You get the honey badger on yeah. the set. Just in case you get out of hand, or I do. Well, it's possible <laughs> that I could get out of hand. Um, probably not at this time of day, but I got you your just back. never know. I got your back. You got you, yeah. you, you, you can control that thing? Yeah, yeah, just in case. Okay, well, it but looks yeah. a little vicious, so i got to be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sunday can be vicious. Sunday's. Sunday morning coming down. Yeah, it's a beautiful day though. It's a beautiful day. That's how that song happened, right? Sunday morning coming down. Right. You know, it's, uh, oh, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. day after. Mm-hmm. The, the day, day after, after they get you. It's mm-hmm. not the day of. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for your consequences for whatever you. Uh, that is together, true. Right. Yeah. So. Um, where, where, where are you from in the world originally? Are you from the Indianapolis? Uh, uh, I'm from Northern Indiana. Northern uh, Indiana? A small town called Knox, Indiana. Knox? I've been through Knox. Oh, you've been through there? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't my, get stopped uh, by cops? No, no, my brother lived in LaPorte for a long time. Oh, yeah, LaPorte, yeah. And, uh, I, so, used to, I used to go. To, yeah, Knox is right near there. Yeah. So. Well, uh, there's Bass Lake, and, um, you know, a lot of Chicago people come down from there, close to Chicago. So That's true. Yeah. It, yeah. Actually, Bass Lake's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah. Did you live on Bass Lake, or were you? Uh, no, I just... I, you know, um, visited some shenanigans there. Yeah, some shenanigans. Yeah, what, what sort of shenanigans? No, well, I, I can't go back that far. But uh, my aunt does have a, <laughs> a, a nice restaurant there called Sporties. So if you ever really in Bass Lake, okay. go to Sporties. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. So uh, how old were you when you started playing? Um, music? Yeah, music. <laughs> I, I'm sure you started playing from birth, but yeah, um, uh, probably like five years old. Yeah. You know, um, you know, there's always like some, you know, organs and stuff, you know, in different, you know, aunt's house and, and pianos. So uh, I fooled around on like uh, keyboards first and I would have rusty harmonicas and, you know, go to the train and hang out to the train and try to do uh, Love Me Do and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, um, but I was making up stuff. I couldn't, you know, cover anything at that time. So it was good that I was making up stuff. So you like originally started out with originals. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. That's cool. It was it was a lot easier that way, because I think you know listening to the radio is kind of complicated. You know, classic rock or whatever you listen to, but I never <laughs> thought I could figure it out until I got a guitar. But uh, yeah, I was creating melodies early. When did you get a guitar? Um, uh, my uncle was in a band, and uh, he had a few beater guitars around, and I would you know I didn't know how to tune them, but I could bang on them, so I got a lot of percussion. I used it as a percussion instrument for a while, but once I got into like Buddy Holly and things like that, I started like getting good rhythm and and ideas for songs that were simply cool. Um, but uh, like uh, tuning guitar, probably like uh, right before college. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was I, I could play keyboards pretty well, but uh, yeah, yeah, probably college I got serious and I learned all the Beatles songs in a week and. Um, 
because I had like a lot of chord charts and stuff. And you mean all of them were like all well, like the early all ones? the all the chords in a Beatles. Uh, you know, so that's how I learned I mean, chords. Because like later in the the Beatles early songs, I can play with ease, and the ones that yeah. are later are way well, yeah. more challenging. They are challenging, yeah. <laughs> like, but I, you know, I, I whenever George Harrison started writing the songs, right. they became much more, you know. Well, you know, um, there's always twists in in those songs, you know, that and the bridges and the middle eights that make it more magical. Uh, no, that's true. Yeah, there's. It's not all. It's, some things are simple. They started off that way, but you know, some things are. Yeah. So the roots of you are is Beatles. That's your big. Uh, um, Chicago radio, Beatles, blues, you know, uh, you know, uh, visiting Chicago and stuff. I saw a lot of different acts in the late '70s, early '80s that inspired me. But or, and street playing too, street players. So, um, but I went to art school in Fort Wayne and uh, I started busting out a little bit differently at that time. So, uh, what, uh, what kind of uh, bands have you been in? What was your first band? How old were you? Um, I would guess 19. I was in a thrash punk band called Thrashing Aliens. I love that. Thrashing, Thrashing Aliens. Alien. And uh, it was all about I would totally go see that skateboarding band. and the <laughs> devil. And yeah. <laughs> anarchy. Um, yeah, we had like songs like Dick and Jane Killed a Frog, um, you know, Skate Like an Alien, stuff like that. We, we only played a couple shows, but, you know, it fell apart because we were the thrashing aliens. But, yeah. <laughs> but we gave a lot of tapes out to hoodlums in the neighborhood of the, you know, and, you know, the guys who drank in the graveyard next to the school that we'd meet at the graveyard. And they would have tapes of the thrashing aliens, and they'd give, you know, pass it on and whatever. But um, <laughs> like, so, so that was kind of a band. I'm trying to unpack all that. <laughs> you had a, a a graveyard next to the school. Is that you? You practiced there, or you just brought tapes? Practice drinking. Oh, practice yeah. drinking. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just you know we didn't mess around like with the dead, but we were amongst uh, them drinking with the dead, uh, but. Uh, I don't know, but that's just like, you know, there was, you know, St. Francis University, college, whatever, and then there's Railroad Jack, and then there's a huge graveyard, like kind of like Crown Hill. So you go exploring, you know, late at night, off campus. <laughs> right. And yeah, it was safe, you know, for us. But uh, how did we get there? Thrashing I, I aliens. Know, I don't know, you <laughs> took us there, and I just, I just went along okay, for the ride. Yeah. So. But no, I started playing out in, in the bars of Fort Wayne, underage, you know, as Jethro, and then it became something else. But I was playing originals, and um, and trying to get my voice and, and and my guitar playing perfected. But you annoy people when it's not perfect, you know. Um, right. Um, did did you, did you play Beatles covers at that time in the bars, or were you just well, maybe uh, one or two? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the first time I played in '88, I. I played like I saw her standing there, stand by me, and then a couple of my own songs. But they laughed at me the whole time, so it was. <laughs> they laughed at you? Well, my songs they did. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but um, that was humbling. Yeah. I I I'm I'm happy that um, we don't often have folks that laugh at people around here. You know, when they when they get up and they're no, not that's good, true. You know? It's like yeah, when they're so just like, learning. Yeah, I thought I was walking into church here. Yeah, it was like quiet and <laughs> relaxed and books staring at you. It's nice. 
Well, I mean, uh, a lot's happened in this room in the last few years. Uh, this is uh, here at, at Books and Bruises. We've been, I guess, Books and Bruises have been around about six years, but a lot of music's happened in here. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, you know? I've seen a few um, shows. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's uh, it's it's becoming its own kind of uh, thing, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. every place has its own feel, right? Right. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that like the, the uh, little bars in Fort Wayne and things had their own. Yeah, their own touch, you know. Yeah, um, basement so. bars and you know, uh, um, derelict bars. Did you do like the house show thing ever? Have you ever have you done any of those? I, I thought I started that. You know, you play in somebody's house, people right. are drinking and they throw money at you. Yeah, no, but yeah. I didn't start that. But yeah, but house shows, yeah, that's. I mean, I guess that's something that's been happening for ten years, ten years or more. You know, it's like, but it's concentrated on like that's a thing. Right, it used to be just like. It just happened, but yeah. now it's a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the thrashing aliens. After that, well, I'm gonna get back to my normal uh, line of right yeah. <laughs> craziness Screw here. Those guys. After that, what bands were you in? What 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 have you? Uh, you do I was kind of like you've got been in some bands. It was Jethro Easy Fields and the Fishes of Eden, which was kind of like a, a gothic folk, primal kind of thing, and you know bongos and three guys playing guitars and you know uh, menagerie of of you know, percussion instruments, whether they were pots and pans and stuff, you know, but it, yeah. Also sounds fun to watch. Yeah. And so, uh, but branching out from that, yeah, I think before I left Fort Wayne, I was getting into blues and I was starting to, um, I was going to the library and start researching blues, but you can't do that. You got to live it. And eventually I, I found that I could play it eventually. And then I went to New Orleans, so that helped, but I was playing the streets and busking and stuff so it was like a reason to go there yeah the how long were you in new orleans about six seven years yeah and you uh in you, the 90s you played busk all the time or did you play in some i did and, and and cooked and um uh but you know i mean you end up meeting all kinds of people and you get into this circle you know i always say like you throw a rock in the pond and the ripples go this way but in, like at a music scene it kind of like you get closer and closer to the circle and that's what happened so a lot of Within a year, a lot of cool things happen. Um, yeah. Musically. I, mean, I, I dig New Orleans. I played down there mm-hmm. a couple of times, and it's amazing. You did? Yeah. It's amazing the people that you come in kind of, yeah. you know, while I, I, you know, I was touring, stopped off, played shows. Right. And stuff. But it's, uh, it's a, play a house of blues. Is a big oh, yeah. I used to work there. there, yeah, and play there, yeah. Uh, which is a, that's a pretty sweet place. Yeah. Uh, With the courtyard or uh, uh, No, or I the played stage. in the Continental. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And, um. Which was a lot of fun, like mm-hmm. very high-end people. Yeah, <laughs> they were in there. Oh yeah, and, uh, and uh, it was really, it was really a cool show. But what I came to that was more fun to me was all the folks in New Orleans that were, um, you know, just like so supportive and so. I mean, I'm, I'm from right. out of town, or I'm coming through, and sure. they were, they were fabulous. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed just the whole vibe. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it is a vibe. You're right. And there's so many people playing everywhere, right? All right. You get up close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get I up mean, close. busking is just normal. You know, they're oh, just, yeah. just everywhere playing. And, yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Did you, um, you what, what made you leave? You were there six years in the middle Hurricanes. of Hurricanes. <laughs> Hurricanes and weather. Not to drink, but yeah, like three in a row. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, you could be so far away from home and people miss you and they try to pull you back all the time. I was doing fine, but yeah, I was waiting in the water there for a couple months and I was like, this is weird. So 
change it up. So you came back up here. What, what did you do after you got back? When I came up here? Uh, yeah. Well, I actually, yeah, I moved to Indy and, uh, yeah, I was, I was doing inside security at the Children's Museum, living at the Murat Apartments and uh, starting out playing, you know, places like Chubby's Club LaSalle and, you know, some, <clears throat> some dives and meeting some people. But at that point, I felt like, you know, I was cool to do it. You know, I was, I had a demeanor that I could, you know, pull it off. Because when you go through, like, the South for so long, you're like, I could do anything now. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, Confidence is high, right? Um, yeah, but, it, you know, in a cool level, you know, just, you know, not out of bounds. Right. You know. But, you know, places like the East Side and South Side, and it, well... Yeah, it gets a little wild sometimes. So you can, you know, <laughs> there's, you know, people fighting in the bar or whatever, and you know, you're kind of just like, well, just keep on playing. Do you have a you have like a strategy when a fight breaks out during your set? Just keep on playing. <laughs> you don't stop. You don't slow down. No. Unless it keep it level. makes its way into the stage. Maybe like bend dunk, down a little dunk. bit, hunker down. <laughs> But my friend Chubby Wadsworth, he said, thanks for keep on playing, Jethro. You kept the people here. And I was like, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, Coco Robichaud in uh, New Orleans, told me he's like, he was playing with John Lee Hooker in San Francisco. And there was people were shooting up the bar. And he said, just get low and keep on playing. <laughs> so I, I took that advice. But yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, you can't be upstaging me. <laughs> Shooting usually takes a... Um, it takes a different tone yeah. when, that, when that happens. But, yeah. I, you know, I got the... Uh, I ain't afraid. Yeah. That was that, but yeah, we're talking 20 years ago, so... So we're here now. Yeah. yeah. So in between there, what other group... Were you just all... Have you just played by yourself since you came back to Indy, or you got some... Oh, uh, no. You know, I had, like, a power trio, it, you know, called Jet Rider Jinx. It was um, kind of a tribute to all the rock and roll people that went down in planes and helicopters. And... But it was kind of like a power... Electric guitar bass drums so I you know I was doing something different but I ended up finding out that you know I could play solo or duo and just be happy right um, and and play anywhere you want you know sometimes six times a week so I don't do that anymore but <clears throat> so you got the new record out yeah yeah it came out last summer um, what's it called interstate um, I started recording it in New Orleans and finished it up here with uh, my friend Scott Kern uh, producing. And Johnny Ping helped me uh, record a few songs at his uh, music store. So, um, you know, I probably had like 100 songs to pick from to get to those 12 or 13 songs on there. But, wow, um, 100? I mean, that just feels like so many to pick through. How did, how did you go about sorting it out and figuring it out? Did you have like a, a plan or strategy or did you just go by feel? Um, case of beer. I don't know. I mean, you just <laughs> <laughs> you pick and choose, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess when you have, you know, it's like it's like my little girl has like a lot of stuffed animals. And it's like, what's your favorites, you know, or what? Who's in this posse, you know, like the collection of the songs, and how do they fit together, you know? So, but there was stuff left off that I was like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. But I mean, I think it came out just fine. Um, well, but then you can make another. I mean, if there's stuff that you still, yeah, feel, if I'm interested, about, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, um, I mean, hell, you could make ten more and still have. I guess so. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. Only a honey badger. 
the honey badger was there. Here's everything. But uh, yeah, that's hard to choose. Uh, but you know, when you know A side, B side, C side songs, you know, what's primal. But actually, when you know, I did have a producer down there I worked with a lot, and he liked the weird songs. And I was like, wow, that was at the end of the demo there. So uh-huh. we picked out a couple that, he, you know, sometimes you need somebody else to say, hey, you know, that jumps out at me where you're like holding on to other things, you know. Right. But uh, so that works. Do you find yeah. that out when you're making a record that like um, you hang on to like a part, like a guitar part or something maybe too long or uh, you need somebody to like say, hey, wait a minute. This, that's, you know, do you ever feel that way? Actually, actually, it's the opposite that, you know. It's like, a, that's not the take. And they're like, that's the take. And I'm like, no, that's not the take. Yeah. And that's the take. Let's move on. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think um, things are fleshed out by the time I get, you know, you don't want to waste people's time in the studio. Right. You know, um, you don't want to waste your money. You waste people's time. So you, you come prepared. Um, but then you kind of have to hunker down and, like, keep it simple without jumping out of your skin or the guitar or whatever. Right. And figure out what pieces might fit eventually in the overdubbing or whatever. So you had, I think with this album was weird because I didn't want to click track because you do that, you know, to keep it professional and you can add easily. I was like, right. well, click track is the bass player, um, upright bass, right. <clears throat> bumping and bouncing. So I think that was, so it was, you wanted it more on the field organic, of the bass player, yeah. organic like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that's something you have to think of before you get there. Well, I mean, you know, in the style of record that you put out, I think it really works. It's, um, you know, some styles it needs more um, regimentation, you know? Right. Like, for example, I feel like hip-hop records almost always have to have some kind of a click track because sure there's so much regimented, regimented drumming going on. Or pop music on. or stuff like that, you, yeah. You, you have to, <clears throat> things have to fit in the right holes or they just disappear behind the drum. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, but when you're playing a, more of a style like yours, I think it... Uh, it, it, it can you know it could work either way. I mean, you could you could click it out, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, you know I didn't like listen to your record and go, oh man, everybody's like Off. not using a click track. I never I never no you never it. know. I would have not even known. I mean it was yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean I think that's really cool, and, and that's all a stand up bass the whole time on the on all oh, the yeah, tracks. Yeah, the whole album. Yeah. Yeah, I like, mean because it was pretty rich. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'd worked with that guy in New Orleans in 94, 95, so it was kind of like coming around. Um, I, I got some some of my favorite players around the album. You know, my friend Christian on drums, who's in Harley Poe, and and uh, he's got some new bands. Um, and then Mark Stone, a killer slight guitar player that I used to play the streets of. He's big in New Orleans now. Paco on the bass. Um... But I didn't add keyboards and stuff like that, you know, I, that I did on top of it. But <clears throat> but it can, it comes out cool. I mean, I I I, I treat an, uh, a CD like an album, like A side, B side. So it has to have that feel or that sequence. Mm-hmm. And as time goes on, you you've done, you know, collections. It's like okay, the song should be first, and then so that you have to work that they out. They sound good when they go next to each other. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's cool. So at this point, we bring in the Moonshine Life Coach because um, where's the moonshine? We're I'm waiting on it. Well, oh. we, we're in a brewery, so we had to just have beer. <laughs> but 
<laughs> right, right on. The uh, life coach. Oh, this man. This is comedian Brentley Smith, and he All brings right. life advice to our uh, guests. Wow. Um, yeah. So. Is this church? It, it yeah. Sort of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a couple of things. Uh, first, um, good uh, choice with your get up with the oh, yeah. killer glasses and Blues hat. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, no one else can join the club. Like we, oh yeah, yeah, had yeah. Had that down. We're in the chi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, so you're wearing it was a flash shirt. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think maybe it'd be better or a Green Lantern shirt, but inside out. Inside out Green Lantern shirt. Yeah. I, I could. Uh, not backwards. It's like that, that movie. Yeah. Well, I'm not even about the movie. It's just uh, that's no, the style, I, man. That's cool. That's a style. Why are you picking up my flash? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, you know, inside that green lantern, it makes people think a little more. Oh, the fever's good, though. Yeah. Don't they get some time off, though? Uh, they start up in uh, May. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got your spirit animal here, the honey badger? The honey badger, my security, yeah. Yeah. A good choice, but I think just a slightly better choice would be uh, the almond badger. Oh, wow. I didn't know about him. <laughs> well, that's why. It's so Is rare. Is he from the almond brothers? Uh, no, no, no. Like the, the nuts. <laughs> The nuts. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Greg Allman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I met him one time. I don't want to tell that story, but. Put them together. Why don't you want to tell cereal. that story? Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have 15 minutes. <laughs> Greg Allman, you met him? Yeah, but I have pennies from Greg Allman. He gave me change. But, uh, oh, it's a long story. I can't go there. Well, no, not busking. I was actually cooking at the House of Blues. He was drinking in the. What were you cooking? <laughs> My brain. Um, no, let's not go there. Anyways, <laughs> he stole my pen and I got pennies from, yeah. I, don't, I can't tell that story. He was happy, though. Enough pennies and you got some real money. Pennies from Well, you know, almond. You, yeah. hey, you, you touched uh, an almond brother and now he wants you to have an almond. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Well, wow. I got... Almond yeah. Badger. I don't. I don't know what that is, but okay. Yeah, what else you got for us, Life Coach? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, do you have any questions? Anything that you're working on? Uh, think about, I, I did have questions when I woke up today, but I was hungover. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Can I get there? Yeah, is well, there a castle in Castleton, or uh, you know, are yeah, there people fishing in Fishers? <laughs> Fishers is actually named after like a great great uncle of mine or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, really? Man, yeah, according to my mom's brother, mm-hmm. but he's kind of weird and crazy, so that might not be true. Really? Did yeah. you get picked on in school and stuff like that? Or did no. they know? No, they knew how to mess with me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. I mean, look at him. You, we built this city. So he looks like somebody you'd mess with? <laughs> really? I got honey badger here, you know. Yeah, right? he's, he's, got, he's got protection. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're talking about being hungover. Um, maybe don't drink at noon. Well... <laughs> <laughs> you got to start to fire. You asked me to show up. Yeah. It's going to happen. Gonna, he's got to start to fire. No, yeah, I had to taste the, the cream and punishment because I was like, that's my life. So The cream and punishment? I, yeah. I'm a fan of the cream and punishment, quite honestly. Right on. Nothing wrong with it at all. All right. Yeah, I'll get you one when we're done. You brought your family here today? Um, yeah, I know these girls. Yeah. 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 That's uh, my little girl, uh, Lucy. Oh. And that's uh, Amy. Um, yeah, we have uh, we have a, a, a local journalist, Amy Foxworthy, in the house. Oh my gosh! Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, Hello. I think maybe uh, might do some good. Like if you add to your family, mm-hmm. like maybe adopt a twenty-seven-year-old midget. 
I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had those in New Orleans. Little person? They'd bring me food, but they were strippers, so they'd bring me food on the street. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe adopt one of them. Well, I don't know. It's the 21st century. It gets complicated. <laughs> yeah, you can identify what, what whatever you want. Culture takes you, takes you out on that one, right? You want to become it's small people. It's not. You can't say midget, right? It's small people, right? <laughs> so the word we can't say is midget. Midget. I don't know. I used to be in the circus, and you're not supposed to say that around them. Otherwise, they'll stab you. Because they're you're in powerful. The circus? When were you in the circus? I can't tell you. Man, I'm Joe, about, I can't tell you. I'm getting all this good stuff. And I'm, <laughs> I'm getting. I'm getting shut off from it. The, the circus. psycho circus. <laughs> Yeah. Well, then another life coach uh, advice thing. And by the way, I'm still doing my internship. So, you know, just got to take this with a huge grain of salt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll be certified in you know, anywhere from 10 to 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's a long process to make sure everybody knows what they're doing. So, they let you out of the crazy house just to come here? Or uh, <laughs> get like some. This isn't the crazy house? <laughs> it was too quiet. <laughs> when I walked in, it it's was not like quiet in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good. That's a, it's not quiet in my head. Is my first song. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's one other suggestion. Is a maybe write a song that all you do mm-hmm. is hum. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then that's I, where you, the backup singers come. Okay. Yeah. I mean, his his humming. suggestions are yeah. sometimes good, other times. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're here, just in case. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why I got Honey Badger. I, I know there was going to be. I don't know if that I don't know if that one's great or not. The humming. Help me! Mm-hmm. I didn't say I had to do it over and over just the one time. I thought you're a life coach, man. Yeah. Well, again, like you know, I'm still in training. All right, all right. I have. I forgot how many don't hours left. I haven't checked. Yeah, in don't start throwing chairs at me, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, that's too much work. That's my life coach. <laughs> Well, we, we've brought him on. Ladies and gentlemen, the Moonshine Life Coach, Brent Lee Smith. Moonshine. Good to you, sir. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate your time. So really, you were in the circus? That's crazy. That's fun. Are we done? Asking questions? Well, we only have a couple more. I've what, been what, nervous what you, this whole time. What songs are you going to play for us today? Oh, from the uh, new album, um, a song called Hysteria, and possibly a cover of a magazine uh, both songs I wrote with my friend Owen Neighbors I think Gary knows Owen but you know I don't know if Gary hangs out with him as much as I do but yeah he gets a little surly you know late in the night but uh, I have him jot down some stuff so I you know I pick and choose cut and paste you know and then you know I get lyrics you know not really chords but uh, flavor right poetic you know white dress stuff you know I don't know but uh, so yeah he uh, my friend Owen, and he gets mad if I don't mention him, because he, he's already he's already eight beers in right now. But uh, it doesn't even matter. But um, no, 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 uh, l- literal stuff, you know, honest words that kind of creep you out. Um, so these songs, are, you know, it doesn't really mention the girl, but you know the girl's crazy. But the whole reason you're writing the songs because you're crazy about the girl, or you know, some shit went down. You know, I mean, I know. It happens. Uh, it does, you know. <laughs> yeah, Saturday night. But, uh, All right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You ready to sing some of them? Hopefully. All right. Well, let's do it. We'll be right back with Jethro Easy Fields right here on Moonshine and Music. Thank you, brother, for coming in. No Appreciate problem. It. Ow. <laughs> Thank you. 
shot What can I say I'm in detention
Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. The producer for today's show was Joe Shelton. Our cameraman grip and stunt double was Brent Lee Smith. On cameras and all sorts of other things, Bailey Shelton. And our staff guru is Brent Schlemmer. Join us each Sunday for new episodes right here with Moonshine and Music. <laughs>